Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ and Vaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We have a yarn about the events on Ramsey Street, the Australian soap opera Neighbors. And we do that as a form of self-care. We are all mates. I'm Vaya. I have trouble suspending disbelief. CJ, the hot mess mum, is here. Hello. And what what a relief to have Rebecca Dahl. Oh, formal. I like it. Back on the airwaves. Beck Dahl, Legal Eagle Beck. Hello. I am so excited. I haven't been on since before Neighbours got cancelled. That's it's outrageous. Different times, guys. Different times. Which because I'm trying not to deviate too much from our usual recording schedule. Whereas normally I'd be like, "Oh, Beck, when can you do? What day of the week? What time of day?" Whereas now I'm like, "No, you do this, or we don't. Yep. You don't." And I was, and I'm here. Otherwise, it's otherwise because I'm wrote Neighbours out of my life when Neighbours finished. So now it's just got to squeeze back into the only available slot. I wrote, wrote it out of life. It's like um the opening credits when someone dies, they're just. Gone. Oh, mate. The next day. How brutal. Oh, my gosh. And someone pointed out online that it's not as devastating as the fact that you can see David's juggling balls just strewn about on the <gasps> rug. Oh, I my God. I noticed that. Oh, my gosh. How grim is that? It's very grim. Oh, it's, been a, it's been a week, hasn't it? Mm. But before I get to that, I will say that the three of us are very excited because we're all going to the Taylor Swift concert next Friday night. <laughs> I'm um, so excited. I mean, you know, pending all things unfold as they should. Do, sorry. Do are? Don't, I'm, not, I'm sorry. No, wood? I'm really scared. Yeah, but, that's, that's wood. Sorry. That's I'm wood really there. sorry. But anyway. Mm, that's like a COVID PTSD hangover. It's fine. I, I just had it at Christmas, so I should be right. Oh, no, you're fine. No. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, we won't talk about it anymore, but we're just, my half of my head is there. Okay. Because there's a lot to prepare. I'm yeah. just slipping straight into, um. Balance denial mindset. Oh, when, when you say that, can I'm we, like, no, can we no actually thanks. do a whole podcast on that? Do you, but can you just recap it for us, please? Well, I watched the clip last night uh, three times. This of her. is um, of Holly Valance on Twitter. Yeah, after she'd been to now, I don't, I couldn't actually catch what the event was. I felt like it was like not the Republican conference because that's America, but like some sort of it was thing a like conservative that. Like a Tory sort of, kind of tea yeah. party. Yeah. And, yeah, my I think my highlight was when she said the climate crisis. I mean, it's not a crisis. There's no crisis. The air's better than it's ever been. Oh. I hope that when the day after tomorrow becomes reality mm. that we get a shot of her just floating down the Thames. She was dead serious. And then she said, I think everyone starts off a lefty. Yeah. But eventually, I think she just they said get, eventually. They start working? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and 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 they get a house and money, which I That's don't know right. how they get that. And I'd like to but know <laughs> when Holly did start working. Correct. Yeah, I mean she had that song. Because look, oh, I don't, I don't dispute that a shift as an actor is difficult to do. Like you'd have to put in some hours and and some mental effort, but it's not a hard job. No, neither is marrying a billionaire. No, I mean. I, I haven't seen him. Like I work True. hard at I work hard at my job, but it's not a hard job. Yeah. There are hard jobs out there. Yeah. 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 She's not like a pediatric nurse <laughs> in emergency. She ain't saving no. lives, Holly no. Candy. No. Um anyway, so she's cancelled. Yeah. Um Bye-bye. but she was already cancelled. She was already but she's extra. 
cancelled. Yeah, she's actually cancelled. But we almost forgot in the Nay finale. Yeah. Because when she was there, we were so pleased she had for the, some reason. Oh, yeah. She was there with the Umbrulia buffer. Yeah, that's what it was. That that's can true. buff over a lot of yeah, yeah. Um, hard edges. She, she's, uh, it was her birthday this week, Umbrulia. It was great, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my friend that I saw at the Cause concert. And um, wow. oh, I think she's well, doing she more was, cause as well. She, she's, she's, that, yeah. she's friends with oh, me and a whole. She was performing. She was the one supporter. Sorry, I thought she was just sitting with you. <laughs> she would have had better seats than I had, but <laughs> that's okay. Anyway, so we're all, I'm buzzing. I've got a lot of Taylor Swift homework to do because I'm just, there's some back catalogue, like the Evermore folklore is when I had a newborn. Uh, so I had them playing in the early mornings and stuff, but I just didn't do a deep enough dive on. I've got to do a lot of study is what I'm going to say. Anyway. It's very admin heavy, this concept. <laughs> yeah, it so is. admin heavy. It's a, it's a 0.6 job. It is. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Anyway, so we better get on to the admin of Neighbours. Beck, how did this shock death affect you? Well, a lot more than I expected, mm. to be honest, because mm. like most people, it had been spoiled for me. Um, and I thought, oh, look, I know I'm going home to watch David die. Like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um and then when it happened, I had to press pause mm. and go and get a wine. I don't usually drink on weeknights, but I was not doing that sober. I'll give you the big tip. And I was <laughs> ugly crying, like yeah. ugly crying. Yeah. Paul in the hospital room. Yeah. And then Aaron saying, we just need more time. Oh, killed me. Uh, just, yeah, it was, I reckon it was one of the best deaths they've done in a long time best as in you know like i think all the stu- all the stuff around the death has been superbly handled yeah the actual death piffing over the edge of the cliff i, I mean it's very soap opera and some of it was a bit weird like do you carry the body back no. to where nicolette and what's her guts are having a <laughs> cup of tea on the bread oh, like that was a bit odd it's you just don't carry the body just as a rule i was gonna say you don't move bodies like, like i think we all know that from tv and stuff do you think they had thought there was any chance? No. See, I feel like with Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> she's been like fully dead for like at least an hour once mm. in a in a river or something. Oh, she's been dead a lot, Meredith. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. yeah. Oh, Meredith. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and she's a doctor, like David was. That's true, actually. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know, but I I just think they did that when someone died behind me on a plane. They moved it. The body. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, they made my husband carry a leg. Sorry. Yeah, trauma. I think anyway. this is a story I've heard before, and wow. then immediately blocked out. Yeah, and now I remember why I did and that. Probably the travesty of it all was that nobody upgraded me on my next flight. Yeah, yeah they obviously went across the trauma. Yeah. <laughs> what about the real victims? Um, yeah, people who sit behind tragic events. One one thing I felt about the death is that I felt that. Um, it'd been written by somebody who who's been in touch with grief. Mm-hmm. All, yes, all of those, um, especially scenes. into this week that we're discussing now. Yes, I do. Oh. I, I think that. Yeah, this week oh. was, and it was so real. Like all their reactions. Yeah, to deal with something unreal in such a real way is a is a is a credit yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll dive in. But there's some stuff like all the sympathy I I had garnered for Paul last week. Whoa, that went straight out the window this week, didn't it? I've got a little, I mean. Um, so anyway, the 5th of February, we're kicking off episode 8984, straight into the aftermath of Paul and Leo's grief of losing their son and slash brother. And obviously the, it's impacting Paul because he was estranged from David 
And so there's a lot of complicated emotions in this loss. Whereas, well, Leo's straight up losing his brother that he loves and was close with and his twins with. Mm. Yeah. And his scene later with Krista was the one that broke me where he's like, well, he was just always there for me. And he yeah. goes, and, well, and I was there for him. And I'm like, not as much though, not Leo, a, let's be honest. Yeah, mm. not as much. <laughs> I Look, Krista's a bit of a bad smell this week mm. for me. Like not in the way that Paul thinks she is, but I'm just like, babe, you're new. <laughs> yeah. And you know when someone dies, like I know recent, we had a recent death in my family and I was like, okay, anyone who's actually not in this circle, can you just leave? have yeah. a back off yeah. a little bit. Take a step like, back. I was yeah. like, Krista ain't reading the room. No. You got to wait wait to be invited and Correct. she's not, she she's ain't not being invited. invited. She's like Poochie. I'm like, wait, who who are you? Why do you have, what? Why do you have stake? Why are you a stakeholder in this? Yeah. Why are you here? And I mean, David was her sober companion, which I keep oh, yeah, forgetting I about that. But also, and, like, and you do get a, a quick connection with someone in that. And sorry, I interrupted you, CJ. Continue. Um. Well, yeah. So she, you're right. She, a quick connection, but also at one point she talks about how she's going to have to go to NA now because David's dead, mm. and it's like, oh, look, you could hire someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And she very pointedly said. Because, you know, I guess it's all going to be raw now, isn't it? Like, what, I might fall off the wagon. Like, are you saying this to Aaron? Yeah. Or to Leo? Yeah, it was to Leo. And uh, I don't know, but well, I'm totally yeah. with you that Leo, I, I, I probably have the least sympathy for him. And, and that's not great because he is a twin and I'm sure this is yeah. impacting him and in a way that usually, I can't understand. And you usually do sympathise with him. Yeah, I yeah. I think he's reinventing the wheel on their relationship a little bit, which I mean, fine, whatever. <laughs> Just you cry in your dimples and yeah, we'll all feel forgive you. Good about yourself, yeah, that's right. But it's Aaron and Co. That cohort in the next house. That's the real gut punch for me. With little Isla running around and she just wants to know when Daddy's home. Stop and that. Like, mm. what? A, this is when I get angry at the show. I'm like, how dare you do this to me? Although I was a bit confused about whether they've actually told it. Mm. Yeah, I don't understand. And this funeral is just like looming Mm. and she's going to know if she doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. These girls walked into PirateNet Studios tonight and were just like, can we just have this funeral? Why do we not have it yet? What's going on? I mean, we won't have it because bloody Paul, Leo, Nicolette couldn't organise an orgy in a brothel. Like, (laughs) what? Like, just sort it out, guys. That's why they just got to pass a by to start doing some admin. You know you know why? Because Susan's not here. She can't oh. fly down from Sydney for this. It's so far. She's got to take Aster to Pony Club. <laughs> if she doesn't come to this funeral, she's, she's not. dead to me. Yeah. She's not. April said that she's not because um, April did like Q&A. Oh, April? Because... Yeah, probably. Um, maybe she, whatever. She's not on Neighbours anymore. Yeah, she can do what um, she likes. I'm blaming Chloe for this. <laughs> so people have asked her if she's going to be back because she's Aaron's sister. Yeah. And she, Aaron was at her wedding, both of her weddings. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, also she knows David quite well. But don't you think your Neighbours, though, they pretend that things are very far away? Like Sydney is the end of the world. I know, but Lucy's coming from New York. Well, that's true. So I think that there are ways to write around it, and I've said this before. I think one of the ones that was done best was Ringo, Margot Robbie's Donna Donna's husband, 
because they they had it so that the main four friends and Donna were late. They couldn't get to the funeral home and there was another one backed up right after it and they got stranded on a remote country road and because Donna wanted to go get his favourite meat pie. They were from a roadhouse and they couldn't, they got lost and they got bogged or something and they got stuck on the side of the road eating pies and they couldn't make it to the funeral. And so that they had it all happening off screen, ah. the funeral, and then we got to the main four kind of had this kind of pie service that was, I loved it. I loved everything about it. That's like a ceramic pig funeral. It is. Yeah. And I think what better way? <laughs> yeah. So I think there's ways to do things off camera or like, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to do this next week. Well, we don't because we've seen promo shots of them carrying the coffin and stuff. But yeah. if they do things like, oh, well, wasn't that a lovely service? And here we are at the wake, you know, oh, like yeah. cut in and say, oh, pity the Brennan siblings had to go catch their flights and couldn't make, you know, Yeah, that's kind of why they do it. Although yeah. it's the kind of funeral where you know no one's going to turn up and some judgy person like me who barely knows him is sitting in the back being like, mm, that's a bit interesting. Krista. Christa, yeah. I'm the Krista going, all oh, right, they couldn't come. Yeah, okay, that's fine. What? Don't, couldn't get on a plane for your brother. Yep, no worries. Don't and worry about yep, it. Yep, from Adelaide. Yeah. Like, seriously. I also like what they did for Hendrix's funeral where Mackenzie said that they had the, the real one. The real one was in Sydney and then they had a yep. little party for him oh, here yeah, in that Melbourne. Was good too. Yeah. I think this is just going to be awkward where all the people that should be there aren't. Just like the wedding of Chelly. Yes. Yeah, oh, neighbours, sort your shit. But you, you should go to a funeral. You should you actually. Got, you got Lack to of all of the things. Do yeah. what you can. I know they live stream them, which is yes. helpful. Mm. It's very helpful these days. But if you can jump on a little flight from Adelaide or Sydney, make yes. that make that happen if you can. So I'm pretty sure. So from what April said was um, Jackie had booked some trip that she okay. couldn't get out of. And well. I, I don't. I don't begrudge her for not wanting to get out of it either. Well, true. <laughs> sounds, or like, you sounds know, like she, a good thing to do. But it's her job, yeah. like the yeah. show. Like it's not like David's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's a good point. Because yeah. I was like, I went down to training my head. Where I was annoyed at Jackie Woodburn, but I'll, I'll yeah, <laughs> I'll David's not that. real. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And um, and also the show didn't exist. So yeah, yeah when when yeah. she booked the trip, no doubt. Um and. They said it didn't make sense for like April for all these people to be coming if like so and anyway, that I can't I don't remember the story but all I remember was that April's not coming and yeah. Suze is not coming. Yeah. Thank you, thank you ARP for the intel. Speaking of ARP, she mentioned Bub Island to Millsy. Oh yeah, Rob Mills pointed out on um Takaya's post of Plenty Gorge, saying. Oh, well, get a load of my plenty gorge. I was down there showing my bum to Harry Sinclair. And then April chimed in, well, that's, you know, some people call it Bum Island. <gasps> Shout out. Some yeah. people do. Yeah. Some people yeah. do. All the best. All the best people. Uh, there was a moment where Wendy came in. And oh, there's a, this scene where they're all doing the casserole brigade. Oh, yes. And, chicken and curry. Well, Wendy I wasn't Wendy's, holding a yeah. casserole dish. She said, I've got a chicken curry on the stove just so you don't judge me. That I'm I've not. actually got that blue dish that um, I think it was Therese was holding. I've got that one. Yeah, what do you reckon she'd put in that? Was it, hang on, firstly, before what's in it? Is it Le Creuset or is it the Aldi No, it's Smith & Noble from Harris Gas. Thank you. Yeah. 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 You're welcome. I've got, I've got both types. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I re- Oh, that's a good question. What was in there? I reckon like a beef strog or something. I don't know if that. 
It kind of congeals when it sits a long time though, doesn't yeah. it? Death congeal. Mm. All right, what do you reckon? Well, Toadie mentioned soup at some point. Uh-huh. If Teresa's wants to get her Greek roots happening, she could do the abo lemony soup, soup bar, like the chicken and uh-huh. lemon. Oh, that's true. And rice. That's one, like the Greek Easter one. Uh, it's any. It's for any time of year. Uh, okay. But, yeah. Yep. Usually when you're sick. Oh, but yeah. does Therese cook? No. No, but like maybe she, maybe there's a cafe that she knows that does it. And she just tipped into the pot. Yeah. Or, yeah I yeah. respect that actually. <laughs> That's what she did. What do you think, uh, who else brought a casserole? Mac and Has. Yeah. Oh, Mac. Oh, Has. Can I, I yeah, can't go. remember what day it was, but Has said my favourite line of the week and he said it <laughs> and I memorised it because it was so good. He well, yeah, go. was talking about grief and he said, Mackenzie, you're going to have to help me because I've never lost anyone. Well, except for the dog and he came back and he wasn't a person. So, <laughs> and I rewinded that and watched it three times because I was like, did he? No, he said that. That's yeah, actually he what he said in the face of a real dead person being dead and Mackenzie's real human husband mm. being dead. And I thought, oh, has mate, babe. Like, I almost feel like they're try- they're going to kill him off because they're making us hate him. I actually thought if they wanted to end this relationship, if they thought, okay, it's not working. It worked on paper. It's not working in real life. He's a great out. He's no good in a crisis. Oh. He's no good. To be fair, Hendrix was Labrador-like. True, true. <laughs> but the fact that he had to like say, oh, and he wasn't a person, I was like, oh, shit, we've, we've hit a new life. He was now. just digging himself a hole. <laughs> A hole full of hash browns for Holly. <laughs> oh, oh, the hash brown. Yeah, he's made a big breakfast for Mackenzie while she works at the cafe and Ho-Ho comes past and wants to order it and yeah. he's like, no. no. But I'm also like, sure to have a big breakfast yeah. on the cafe, what, Harold's. What, what good cafe doesn't have a big breakfast option? You, you can't. Like, firstly, I don't go to cafes that don't have a potato option yeah. in their breakfast. That's ridiculous. But as if in Melbourne you don't have hash browns. And, on your menu and, all the time. And surely she, it hasn't been six months since she's consumed a hash brown from Haz's cafe I don't or hasn't think, mentioned the hash brown story. I don't think anything could happen to me. That was so tragic that it will put me off hash browns. Like seriously. <laughs> Including your late husband. D- not even that. <laughs> I mean, a signature dish. Like, not even that. You know, you'd gorge yourself on them. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 You would mention them every Sunday or whatever. We're doing a fry up I going, oh, like, and now we toast to my not- late husband. Deprive yeah. that poor woman of a hash brown. Yeah. She's been through enough. She's been through enough. So Har- Has takes the plate away and that's the f- kind of the first sign that he's not really coping as boyfriend of widow. <laughs> yeah. He is the biggest sap, honestly. Like, Excellent word. Excellent word. Oh, where is the dog? Because we spent all of the I week before on that dog. I don't give a shit, CJ. Beck. What what was your professional legal perspective on the um, potential uh, shared ownership of the dog? Oh, that they were all a bit fucking stupid. But you said on the pod last week that I would be rolling in my grave and seriously, <laughs> I was. I was just like, firstly, spoiler alert, dogs aren't people, which has learnt this week, so maybe that's why I was a bit confused. <laughs> um, and so you can't have custody. Well, we don't even say custody, yeah. but yeah. Um, you can't share the care of a dog. People do. I know people do. But yeah. not well. They're an asset. They're an asset. They're just like a house. Or in America there's a lot of states where they look at 
pets like children and they literally look at like who can best look after that dog and I'm like, mm, God save America. But, yeah. Um, yeah, here not so much. Should we talk about – I want to talk about the other assets chat that needs to come up. Should we save that for later? Should we get through this David stuff first? Sure. Get through the file that was oh, consumed? Yes. yes. I'm just very excited about something that was on the file. Okay, great. Oh, I, I know what it is. I mean, I can sense what it is. I have a twin sense with CJ <laughs> about these things. We shouldn't uh, go and stand near cliffs there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Wendy finishes a chicken curry, takes it over to Aaron and then puts her foot in it by saying what he did was heroic, yeah. saving – it wasn't even saving Eden. It was saving Leo – I'm not quite sure what he was doing, to be honest. Like, really? Aaron does not take that well. No, he doesn't and I don't blame him. I, uh, people are coming in and this, they're doing – this is why it was so real. People were doing what they normally do where they don't know what to say yeah. and they say stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that was peak Wendy saying stuff. And Aaron's like, no, it wasn't heroic. It was selfish and he's yeah. left his family and what the hell's wrong with you? Leave your curry and go. Yeah. Poor Wendy. I see a lot of myself in Wendy because uh, <laughs> I was born with my foot in my mouth. So, Are you being serious? It yeah. physically was? Oh, no, but okay. emotionally it was. Like I'm sure there's a term for that. Yeah, wow. Um, anyway. I was born with quite a big head that got a bit squashed. <laughs> anyway, that's another story for another podcast. But, uh, yeah, I say shit like that all the time in awkward situations because mm. I feel like I want to fill the silence. Yeah. So I, I think Wendy could be my spirit animal. And speaking of silence, I'm a silence filler too and I can take a leaf out of Mackenzie's book because there was a beautiful, beautiful scene with Mackenzie. She goes, I need to go for a walk because they were all talking about death too much over at the fun house. She goes for a walk. She finds Aaron in the murder rotunda mm. and she takes a seat with him and just straight away opens herself up as a friendly ear and he just speaks and she does not interject and she doesn't go, oh, my God, this is exactly like when I lost my husband. She doesn't do any of that. Mm. She just lets him air what he needs to air and then responds when he says, like, what am I supposed to do here? And and her response is, well, all that you know is that David loved you and you, you drive yourself crazy thinking about all these other mm. questions and answers, so just don't. Yeah. They should start a Ramsey Street Widows Club. Yeah. They could go on like excursions and stuff. Is there any other ones at the moment? Toadie? Oh, yep, yep. Toadie. Susan? I forgot about Toadie. Had that other he's, husband he's had yeah. two wives. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Susan would have a bit to say yeah. having gone through it. Yeah. Anyway, they could go on adventures. Maybe they could they could have done it in Sydney if they're going on. Like, Susan's in Sydney, Mama Knacker's in Ma Knacker's in Sydney. Let's she's not gonna it. come to the funeral. I've seen her in spoiler yeah. pictures. Oh, she's gonna come. Okay. Yeah. I it can was, cope almost. So now. apparently Channel 10 News aired, um, they were filming the funeral when the Renaissance came back on air. They had news crews in while they were shooting the wake and stuff and mm. so and they put this stuff on TV by accident. Yeah, and like David, um, sorry, Aaron's like in a suit at the waterhole and like the, when has Aaron ever worn no. a suit ever? And there's a picture of David and there's a picture of what appears to be Marnaka in the background. And Leo keeps saying mum every three words so yeah. that we know she's coming. Got to call mum. Yeah. Which she wasn't, her health wasn't great last time we heard of her. So oh, she's got the diabetes. When, when, um, when David's kidney was Very serious issue. Yeah. on its way out and back in again, that's when she couldn't come down. Um, and 
and couldn't give him a kidney because of a diabetes. Oh, right, 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 right. Hashtag diabetes. <laughs> Let's get to Tarage and Paul from the early in the week. <sighs> I felt that so hard in my heart. Which aspect of it, Beck? The part where she just like her automatic reaction was, I'm going to go, I'm going to find him, I'm going to tell him yeah. I'm the person for this. And I just thought that was so believable mm. that in that kind of tragic moment, no matter what's happened, you're like, I'm the person that's yep. got to go and do this. And she did it so well. Now I feel like this whole death is just a ruse to get Paul and Therese back together uh, and Tony and Mel back together. Of course it is. And it's almost getting like borderline comical. It's in, it's an insult to Takaya's catalogue of work. I agree. Uh, that this is his vehicle for this, but that's okay. Do you think it was meant to be? So this death was meant to happen pre-Renaissance. Yeah, but also there was oh. no toad rage pre-Renaissance because Takaya wanted to exit the show. Right. And he, and he apparently wanted to be killed off. Which, you know, I, I think it's nice for actors to put in their two cents, but you don't have to listen to them. It's okay. So I think he was put in prison as an option for writing him off. Yeah, no fair. I like that. But Aaron just stops going to visit him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does, it off, he does it off camera the way Harlow used to do with Rob Rob. Oh, uh, yeah. Was she going to come back for the funeral? No. I don't know. Apparently her Hollyoaks thing's ending. Yeah. She's probably still got, what does she have? Grief? Tiredness or something. Oh, What's it called? Compassion, compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue. <laughs> She's like, oh, I can't handle this. Like, she couldn't do this. She couldn't be nice to nah. people. Oh my God, David's her relative. Yeah. I forgot that. I mean, everyone's everyone's everything. Yeah. yeah I and mean, he's a Robinson. As so. Toadie said to Tarage, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot Leo was your stepson. No, David, David was your stepson. David, sorry. I had Leo on the brain. And Leo. David was your stepson and Leo was also very close to you. Yeah, you and Leo had some stuff. Anyway, it's not for now. She is concerned about Paul because he's dissociating a little bit and it's creepy. Do you find it creepy, CJ, or do you find it a bit? Oh, it's bit. <laughs> I think it's devastating. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and I think it's I don't think I'm gonna I know I'm gonna disagree with Vaya. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm gonna feel with Beck. I don't think this is his fault. Which aspect? I don't think he like sent Eden okay, to so, hurt anyone. So this is the revelation that Eden, we don't know why Eden, another dark day for Aaron's police, for the justice system, for the Apple gangs. I don't know what got Eden kicked out of prison. Mm. But also Eden seems quite capable of escaping literally anywhere at any time. Like you cannot tie that man down. He's a slippery little sucker. Mm. And he escapes the hospital. We find out via flashback the next day that Paul, he'd, he'd seen Paul. He was loitering around Lassiter's. He was looking for Krista and Paul invited him up to the penthouse for a drink. Yeah. And explained, well, you're not going to find Krista. She's going to a holiday house with her fetus, okay? So do with that information what you will and then essentially lets, lets him loose. I think I agree with you, CJ, because I think it's not like he said <laughs> – he Paul didn't set him up. Like it wasn't like the week before when he paid bloody what's her name fifty bucks to tell him something about. Oh, oh yeah, pay for the Napoleon. The course. Napoleon University. Yeah, for Sadie, he said, "I'll pay for your makeup course yeah. if you spy on Krista and Leo." That was literally the worst thing Paul's ever tried to do. But anyway, <laughs> I think sure he told him where they were, but he didn't make him go and ki- like I just and, and actually he didn't tell them where he, they were. He that's said they're true. going away. Go away. Like just leave me alone. Like. And, look, I get it. Paul would feel bad, but I don't think it's his fault. Yeah, I don't think it's his I fault. I think it's more his fault than it is Krista's when he's like, because he's, he's 
unleashing on Krista this week saying it was her fault. She brought David back to into her lives. And I love that Aaron goes, actually, it was Holly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a bit. I was like, can we not maybe like let's. That was. Can we not blame women for violent men's actions? Correct. A hundred percent. It's it's Eden's fault and David's yeah. fault, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, because and there's a killer line on Monday where Aaron goes, when he was losing it around Wendy, he was like, why didn't he just deal with it? Yes, he felt guilty. Well, too bad. Suck it up, mate. Like, yeah. live your life and yeah. move on. Like, what's two manslaughters between friends? Don't even worry about it. As we said previous pod, podcast material, that is. Oh, can you imagine the book that Aaron could write? My Two well, Manslaughters by David Tanaka. Um, the book that Aaron could have ghostwritten. Is that what oh, you Oh, yeah, mean? sorry. Ghostwritten. Topless ghostwritten. Oh, ghostwritten. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just seeing him top. Anyway. So Paul threatens Eden in his hospital bed just saying, you don't bring me up, just let go of all this, don't make any trouble or I'm going to make prison really un- unbearable for you. Like he's going to talk to his mates in the Apple gang and you're not mm. going to get any Granny Smiths, okay? Mm-mm. Yeah, ba- barely a grape. But the thing is, is that he doesn't say it like, because I think genuinely if Eden said, I mean he's obviously going to do something, he's obviously going to tell someone. Mm. I can't wait. I'm yeah. hanging for him to tell someone. Um, But I think that. Paul's going to say, I don't know what he's talking about. Like I threatened him and that. Yeah, but everyone, everyone lately is just like, yeah, but Paul quacks like a duck. It's Paul. I think people will turn on Paul. I think that'll be. I can't wait for Leo to turn on Paul because especially because, so this week there's a few conversations. I'm summing them up now. There's about three conversations where Paul rips through Leo and says, we are trying to plan your dead twin's funeral and you're talking to your girlfriend. Like, yeah. well, people handle grief differently. Paul and Leo wants to download with his romantic partner. I don't think and about his twin in the way that he wants to handle that. So and also the deceased didn't even like you, hated your guts, okay? He was jack of your bullshit, Paul. So whatever you're trying to come to terms with, David didn't want a bar of it. He was maybe going to let you come over for dinner, maybe mm. for the sake of his child. But he needed a renewal on that Zoom membership. <laughs> I was going to say Melbourne Zoo might have sponsored them to catch up. I just something. got it. Did you just get a renewal email? I just got my renewal email. No, I got a birthday email. Yeah, great. It's my birthday. Yeah, so Paul lags to Eden. So after this threat, Eden grabs a scalpel. Scalpel? Anyone? Eden's got one. And leaves, leaves hospital and is on the run back to Ramsey Street. Another dark day for Erinsborough Hospital oh and God. police. Why? Because I've found it hard to emotionally connect with Eden. <laughs> Same. Why is he so bad? Like, why is he a bit murdery and stuff? Like, I don't, or like a bit attacky. I don't, do I know that? I think it's the drug addiction. Oh, yeah, that'll oh, do it. Because there's no tragic backstory that we're aware no, of. No, that's what I was like. Did I miss something? He just arrived fully ready to coercively control Holly. Mm. And that's all. There was no insight into why he was a jackhole. Yeah. He, he did quite genuinely cry when he was talking about the baby in the hospital. Um, at Krista's. Yeah. So can you t- talk us through this moment? So Krista comes down to just say, like, I hate you and we're going to get the police to, you know. I do love it when Krista is mean to him. <laughs> it yeah. makes me feel happy. Yeah, I mean, she's got all right to be. I don't think she should be planning David's funeral, but I definitely don't think mm. she's done anything wrong. So she goes down and she waits for him to wake up. She just stands there like a spooky... Anthony Hopkins situation. <laughs> <laughs> then she has a go at him and 
he says, oh, the baby. And, and she's like, how do you know about the baby? Yeah. Like, how did you know where I was? And he's got a story for it. He's like, oh, I followed you. Mm. I heard you talking. Um, to be honest, I kind of believe that they were like running around the forest talking about how she's having a baby, <laughs> to be honest. Because she's like, no, we didn't talk about it outside. We only talked about it in interior scenes. I worry for the, that child. Yeah. That's the offspring of those two. Like, I just feel yeah. like you don't need to just have a baby just because. Yep. In this world. Correct. Especially in this current world. I was going to say day, in this country. This climate. Yeah. And regardless of what a Holly Valance says about it, it's a big deal to bring a child mm. into this world. And I just think they're being a little lackadaisical about it over there in Camp Krista. Yeah. yeah. Capital oh, yeah. K, capital K. And, you know, she's got some stuff to sort out. And she's got a deadline. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. There's only so much that Everything's Anonymous at Erinsborough is going to do for you. Also, like, I saw some, like, TV Week images of her looking quite pregnant. Oh. So I guess it's, like, spoilery or whatever. Ah. But it's not a spoiler. She's pregnant, right? She's, like, getting around in a midriff this week. She does not look an inch pregnant. She'll pop. CJ, you just reminded me because you mentioned an advertisement. I think she's the voice of HelloFresh. Oh, you think? I could really? be wrong, but just before you guys got here, I was watching YouTube and there was a HelloFresh ad and the voiceover 100% sounded like Krista the sister. And I was listening in my like wireless noise cancelling headphones and it was right in my ears. Oh. Magella Davis, if you're listening to this, are you the voice of HelloFresh? Yeah, we really like her. Yeah, she's wonderful, but she's very much like plonked into the middle of our neighbour's universe. I'm like, what? how? Misha Barton left you here. Yeah, oh, she did. I forgot about Misha. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you hear me? Did I? Did you? I don't know if you heard my story back about how I tried to pay for Misha Barton's commentary. No, <laughs> there's a story we told on a live stream. But um, Kate found Misha's cameo handle. Ah, brilliant! I thought you were about to say OnlyFans, and I'm like, this is interesting. No, I didn't go down that avenue. But um, I wanted. I was keen to hear from Reese after her Dear John letter to Byron. How much does she charge? Um, it was, in the end, too much yep. uh, for me to afford. But I did put down, I put down $200. I put down like 150 US yep. uh, on the Patreon account, <laughs> more or less, to get Reese to say a few words. And uh, it was declined. I had to go through the, I was, I was advised to go through the business account. Uh, because it was a business request, and that would have sent me back seven thousand dollars. Wow, that I could not cover. <laughs> I feel like Misha needs a queen. To be fair, like she's had slim pickings and, in recent years, and I guess it does. I guess fall under the business account, doing satirical scripting for a podcast, comedy podcast. Sure, I mean Therese Willis would think it was business. Mm. So, anyway, I think she's got a lot to answer for. You know what we should do? We should wait till Byron's birthday and then just get her to record Byron a happy birthday. I love this. Brilliant. When's Byron's birthday? (laughs) Don't know. They don't need to sign post how old he is yet. We can't do it from my account because she probably put a flag on it. So, you're going to have to do it, CJ. We should do it. We should pretend it's like for my son. Yeah. And get her to talk like she's talking to a kid. No, no. A little baby. In a baby voice. We can't stitch her up. I've been watching the OC. Didn't didn't a bunch of people um, do that to Beverly Mitchell? There's some comedians that like would get her to do shout outs and 
they were like, can you say, can, can you say happy birthday to Ivan Malat? Oh. And she wouldn't, she'd be like, hi, Ivan. Oh. <laughs> you can't, no, you can't, you can't troll people uh-huh. as fun as it would be. They're just trying to make a living. Yeah. yeah. Saying yeah. happy birthday to some kids. <laughs> Speaking of trolling, everyone is trolling Krista, but Tuesday, Tuesday Siege Day. Oh. So good. Uh, as I said to you earlier, Raya, how neighbours fit a tragic death and a siege into three days. I mean, that's genius. Yeah. And do you know what I said to Beck off mic? I said, you save that for the podcast. She you said, don't... you save that. Don't finish that sentence. Stop having conversations with me <laughs> away from the recorder. Seriously, though, I was like, wow, we've been given two big gifts. People, No wonder Harlow had compassion for tech. What did I call it? Grief. Grief <laughs> tiredness, yeah. Do you know what? It didn't surprise me, though, because it's right out of the Bum Island playbook. You had Bum Island, all yeah. the the Gary death, straight into Siege, Millsy, Suze on the run oh my God. in that little house. Mm, That's got to be the best episode of Neighbours <laughs> ever. Yeah. yeah. Can I say I loved this Siege. I thought it was the funnest Siege I had ever seen. Like it was just full of entertainment. Like <laughs> the fact that everyone was out in the street just watching. It was great that they were all out. The fact that they were just calling it. Like Carl was like, Andrew. Andrew, I'm like, I think he's working. Like, I think he's trying to negotiate with Eden. I'm on the clock, Carl. Also, wouldn't they send, I know it's just a Ramsey Street siege, but wouldn't they send, like, some sort of, like, person that negotiates for a Like living? a trained professional. Yeah. So, special ops were on their way. Oh, okay. They were on their way. And, you know, special ops would have got the call, like, oh, Ramsey Street, fuck that. But if you don't have special ops, what's the next best thing? Toad Fisher or Becky? Yeah, a conveyancing lawyer. Uh, a conveyancing lawyer with bug spray. <laughs> Louis the fly. Louis the fly. <laughs> Straight from rubbish tip to you. All right? Beware. I, I mean, I think the part when Tony rushed into Teraja's kitchen and him and Aaron were trying to find different spray cans of what would be best to take down a criminal. Couldn't they just, who they've already spoken to, go back to the Sarge and say, got any mace on you? I don't think he'd just hand it over though. Like I don't think the police are just handing out mace willy-nilly. Well, it's better than going in and getting a fry pan like you're a Looney Tunes cartoon. You know what, Ash, um, Tony and Aaron in that moment reminded me a bit of the robbers in Home Alone. Like, (laughs) wait. I blocked out that Aaron was there. Yeah. He just followed. Aaron's in a bit of a trance-like state as well. Obviously, he's going through something horrific and he, Paul tries to turn him against Krista and Aaron just goes along with it. He's like, I don't have the energy to fight with Paul Robinson mm. about his son's girlfriend. Okay, sure. If he thinks she's to blame, then I guess she is. Yeah. So if Tony thinks we have to break into the house just, just to, with, with our props – then let's go find some props. I was an exotic dancer. I know how to work a prop. All right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, though, let's not forget that before the bug spray, Melanie tried to kill him with her painkillers. With the old switcheroo almost. I was like, oh, babe. She slipped him a mickey. And, and do you reckon, CJ, I defer to you on um, all, all medical matters. Mm. So she offered Eden some pain relief because he's just been operated on mm-hmm. and she's just recovering from her shoulder injury. And she cut herself in the process. She said, I'll get you some pain meds. And what does she do? What's her plan there? She like doubles the dosage or something? Well, she broke the caps and put them in water. 
which like is a terrible way to take medication. Mm. Like at least give him the pills and say, oh, they're just two mils. So you have to take like 10 of them. Mm. He's like a junkie. So yeah, none. Of, it doesn't matter how much she put in there. It wouldn't have hit the side. <laughs> that that whole interaction between Melanie and Eden was real special because I forgot they were like frenemies or whatever <laughs> from before. Like I don't know, they were in separate gangs or something on it. I would have loved nothing more than for him to go. Oh no, thanks. I'm trying to get off. I'm trying to get clean. Like, Do you want my endo? No, I'm no, trying to get clean. Good, thanks. My favourite part of also Melanie trying to kill him, but my other favourite part was when Eden was like, I want a car and I want some money. And then Melanie was like, well, Dr. Kennedy's always trying to give me cash. So <laughs> I'm like, so can we just rewind? Because I'd actually really like to know more about that. Like how and when is this happening? And can we stop down at the fact that he's offered her a couple of hundred? <laughs> yeah, that's right. She said, oh, you know, for my medical procedures, he'd offered me a couple of hundred dollars. I'm like, oh, well done, big spender. <laughs> I feel like Susan would be ropeable if she got back from Sydney and Carl was just like making it rain for Melanie. I just, I was like, where is this cash? What are we doing with it? And is he giving her cash so that Susan won't spend it on knockoff jewellery? <laughs> Shopping channel style? I've got questions and they didn't get answered because bloody Toadie came through the spare room window. Andrew's like, please don't. Okay, please do not go into a siege. Just good rule just, of thumb. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go into one. Like Aaron shouldn't have put his life on the line, neither should Tony. And, and they said, like, you've, you've got a daughter. Leo's like, you don't let your daughter have two be without both fathers. And Aaron's like, you make a good point. Yeah, fair. I'll sit this one out, Toad. I mean, to be fair, though, what does Toad do? He catches him. Like, he gets the job done. And there's a, an amazing um, setup earlier in the episode where Melanie's looking at a framed picture of Toadie and Susan planting the seed that Toadie knows the bones of this house because mm-hmm. he used to live in this house. He knows every creak of the floorboard, as he said. As if Aaron, uh, at, what's his name? Sarge wouldn't have had the plans of that house sent to his phone immediately from special ops. Yeah, or like realestate.com. Yeah, we can't come, but can you go on realestate.com and f- <laughs> just look up Pinot Core? It's always for sale. <laughs> I don't understand. And also, like, if it was that easy, because Eden wasn't doing well. And, like, they knew that because he'd just been in hospital. Like, and they did say we can take him because he's unwell. Yeah. 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 And, like, I understand there's been a lot of chatter online that Mel could have run at any time. But also, like, she was immobilised with fear. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't judge that. But also, Leo, um, we have already seen Leo not be able to handle this man. Like, he... Couldn't handle him in a fight, and so his brother died. So yeah, I don't like I don't blame Leo for trying to stop other men from trying to take him on. But the toad does does what we needed done. Bug spray to the eyeballs. Bug spray to the eyeballs. Classic. Also, more, he slammed him down. The lawman. Was it more? Was it Mortine or was it Aldi Mortine? Uh, was it from Teresa's house? Yeah, yeah, it's Aldi. Yeah, <laughs> sure. for sure. We'll look at it right now. She goes. What what's the what's the aisle called in the middle? Special buys. Special yeah. buys. Yeah. But she probably would have decanted it into like a different can. Kmart, yeah. Kmart bottle. One of those bottles. She'd be like <laughs> spraying it all afternoon. Or so one no of those one like lacy per- uh, perfume ones. Yes. <laughs> or she like put a cover over it. So Spritz. She spritzes if there's a fly. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then I love how Tony yells out, Eden's down. I'm like, oh, mate. Yeah, he was really loud too. And yeah. he was yelling at them to come in. And I'm like, mate, you're not a cop, so 
forgive the cops for not being on your schedule right now. I know. Later on when um, Rodwell says to Tony, I've got to answer a few questions because of you. And Tony's like, yeah, so I was was about that. And I'm like, this feels like a big deal. Um, It's Atlas Kill and Protect Fast Knockdown. Well, that's actually what it did. Fast Knockdown Flying Insect Spray. Yeah, Atlas. It's a weird choice. Like when there's other things, you could have got anything really. Like you know what to do good? Like Terps. Um, yeah, Terps. You know, a fire oh, hose thing. Extinguisher? Yeah, that foam and would stuff would really. Would they have one handy? I mean, there's a lot of fires on you th- that You'd think a doctor's house would have one. True. Just Should a little, I get a little one? mini one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. you own, do you own your home? No, I rent, but they don't give me a fire extinguisher with do I should I get what far out <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I don't, worried well, I, I mean there one. hasn't been as many fires as there is on Ramsey That's Street true. Just, are your smoke yeah. detectors up to date no you they're should. good okay great. they're good but I'm just thinking what if like you know a drugged out guy who's like fallen <laughs> off a cliff and like knocked up this like ex-druggy girl down the street that's going out with like this hot guy in my building yeah, it seems plausible. It seems really plausible. What is in your utilities cupboard? Actually, what could you, I use? You could grab. Um, like exit mould. I reckon that would be good. Oh, like yeah. just spray exit mould. Drano. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you can't you can't have skin contact with oh, that Drano's stuff. Drano's good. But they've got a bad lead. Like yeah, if you're true. under I'm a like, siege, yeah. No. I've got some like um like crappy perfume that someone gave me, like a client actually gave me as a present once. I don't think that'll. And I haven't thrown it out and that could be. I don't think that'll pack a punch. Hot tip, I would use that as room spray. Oh, okay. Because you don't put it on your body, just put it in your in your home. Just in yeah. my local area. Yeah. Okay. Um, Is it Fantasy by Britney Spears? <laughs> no, I'd love it if you, I'd love it if Tony went to grab. For what he thought was an, an insect repellent, and Terry just like, no, that's linen spray. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's Delta by Delta Goodrum. <laughs> you actually you reach for something in my household three out of four times, it will be a bottle of one of Delta's yeah. fragrances. I do have them all. Now they get Mal out. She's distraught, obviously, and then all of her housemates abandon her. Yeah, they're all like, okay, off. I've got a shift. Bye. Bye. Where did they take Eden? Did they take him to the hospital or prison or Probably just remand? somewhere else who will escape from. Remand? I don't know. Because I can imagine we're going to see him again. On, oh, of course we'll see him again. Yeah. There'll be some kind of court yeah. case. Yeah, but actually I was thinking that though. What, like, you know, I don't know a lot about criminal law, but when they someone said, oh, you'll be charged with murder or manslaughter, but I'm like, I'm not sure he did either of those things. I think they all just rolled off a cliff, didn't they? Well, like what was the crime? I think he would get charged with um, trying to hurt Leo. Just trying to rough someone up. Yeah, like, yeah, like assault. assault. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then assault, then breaking out of the armed guard. Yeah, but I don't see how he gets charged with anything to do with David being dead. I think you're right. I think and I right. keep forgetting what he did before apart from keep Krista in a dungeon with some chickpeas. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean that's. that's I mean that's a, crime. a fake. That's a cr- it is a crime, but yeah. I keep forgetting what it wasn't meant to be. That wasn't meant to be the crime. That was me reading into it. Well, Krista said that she should have been notified, so that means yeah, to me that she's the victim of crime. Yes. And true, that I'm pretty sure he um, essayed her. Mm. Agree. Yeah. Can we get to this so sleepover that happens oh. after Melanie um, is abandoned by Ho Ho? I'm like, come on, mate. She's like, you didn't tell me that you wanted me to stay. I'm like, Holly, read the room. I think both Holly and um, Carl were shit in that moment. Mm. Like, 
I've never been a doctor, but like surely someone can take your shift if there's an emergency. Like if there's been a, I reckon if you were able to say, oh, sorry, there's been a siege at my house. Like yeah. can someone yeah. do my shift? I think fine. Like that would be doable. Even Remy could have got out of the shift because there's a siege on mate. Correct. Yeah. She, ca- she came home really rattled. Yeah. I but then I remembered she was rattled because of David. I forgot. Oh. She came home going, oh, it was a horrible day. Oh, was that the same day? The same day, yeah. Oh, I thought she was rattled from the siege. Both, I think. I yeah. mean, there's a lot to be rattled by, to be fair. And she just had the anthrax in her house, so she would have been triggered oh, yeah. from Good that point. too, yeah. So everyone abandons poor Melanie, shit form. And Toadie, you know what? I thought this was quite poetic because I think Toadie deciding that Mel actually wouldn't be okay and he needed to go to her was that same kind of emotional pull that made Therese go to Paul. Of course it was. Yeah. And so he went over there and sat with Mel and then remind me how it got to a sleepover. No one came home. No one came. He could say, I'll just, I'll leave when Carl comes home. And I guess Carl took a extended shift or something. Therese was being a biatch about it. I'm sorry. (laughs) But like, I, I don't like to speak ill of the queen, but. She was being a biatch. I saw, you know, when you, you said you saw yourself in Wendy, I saw myself in rage in that moment where he calls to tell her, like, look, she's not coping. I'm not going to come home. She's like, okay, good night. And ends the call. Like, that's me. Yeah. That's so petty. Just petty. And I hate that about myself. And so, I, but I can see how it would happen. And then the next day when he called her and she just ignored him, would you have done that too? My phone was on silent. Yeah. So oh, sorry, I was driving. I so yeah, what, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. They each take a couch because apparently Melanie didn't want to be in her room alone. It looks like a very cozy, like they're, they're good dooners and look very cozy and snug. Yeah, there's a lot of um, sleepover materials at the Kennedys. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, ready to go. God, who's coming now? All right, get the linen cupboard open. They start having late night chit chat, as you do in a sleepover, and basically get across that Mel missed him. And Misty snoring. Oh, he's snoring. Yeah. And how they didn't, you know, they didn't want to sleep on the middle of the bed. They wanted to stay, you know, on the other side. And, and oh, oh, Tony's bed wasn't cold for long though, was it? Oh, well, that's the thing. Oh, I kind of, I did not get from that scene what I think they wanted me to get from that scene, which is going, oh, they both missed each other. I went, no, you know, Melanie missed you. And then you went, who else can I put here? He did not have a second to miss anyone, Mr. Like serial monogamist. And we get a hint that we, the reason they came together was that Toadie was Tarage's divorce lawyer. Yeah. That's and appropriate. Apparently he was good at it. No, none no. of this seems right. <laughs> so then we, um, Toadie tells Therese the next morning, you know, look, we did have some chats and they got a bit borderline. She goes, borderline? So good. Borderline? I think that was the most unbelievable in a good way. It was an incredible reading of that word. Yeah. Yeah. To the emphasis. Borderline. And he's like, borderline, you know, intimate. Oh. oh. I don't I don't like Toady and the word intimate. It makes me feel a bit funny in the tummy. <laughs> <laughs> like um, I do applaud the radical honesty that's going on in this partnership. It's very interesting. And I, I think it's like it's it's it reminds me of um when Madeline West came back mm. and Sonia and Toadie had to like be quite honest about it. Also when Sonia had a baby with the cop next door. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so not Tony's first rodeo at <laughs> radical honesty. No. But to keep saying, I hear you and I hear what you're saying and I will say to you that I feel this. Okay, yes, I hear that. <laughs> and it's weird because remember when Therese suggested that little Nelly go to the counsellor mm. and Tony was like, oh, counsellor, this is quite an idea. <laughs> um, they are talking like a couple that have been in like twice weekly sessions mm. with how dare they have spent all of the psychology money on themselves <laughs> and just left Nellie until it was desperate. Yeah. I wonder whether, though, also maybe they just come home at lunchtime and watch Dr. Phil together. Yeah. Hold hands like Dr. Phil and his wife. Yeah, too. that's yeah. right. Like Tony picks Mel up on uh, Mel. Ooh, that was a Freudian <laughs> slip. So, yeah, it might not be real therapy. It might just be television therapy because I get some stuff from that personally, I have to say. <laughs> The, or, or I did in when I was 16 and I used to watch it when I was home from school. I mean, sure, yeah. <laughs> or when you're 43 and you're walking, working from home and you eat your lunch, whatever. We've all got stuff. <laughs> um, so oh, I had this little stray note on my piece of paper here. Um, has we, we miss Hendo. When the, Has kept unearthing stuff that Hendrix had said and done. Mackenzie kept getting reminded of him. And I'm like, Has, stop reminding me of a character I liked more than you. <laughs> Oh, seriously, I, like, I miss Hendrix. I know, like, oh my god, has it's like let's honestly. go for a walk. She's like, oh, this is what we had Hendrix's memorial. Oh. I, I actually can't with has. Like, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to develop some sort of like not face blindness, but just something where mm. I can't hear or see him anymore. That's how. That's how I was with Gary Canning. Yeah, mm. I'm just going to blank him. So borderline now, someone else who's beyond borderline, crossing the borders since she arrived, Chelsea, lately. Mm. What have you done for me lately? What? I God, she was a struggle for me to deal with. Like, I felt like I had ants crawling under my skin, all the stuff she was getting involved in this week. Um, Leo and Aaron and Nicolette and Paul have a little tete-a-tete by four to plan the funeral and no one can deal with it. And don't forget, before, before David died... Um, we've already set up that Nicolette and Aaron would talk to Paul behind David's back. Remember they used to catch. That's true, yeah. Yeah, so this family unit doesn't seem as surprising as it would have if they'd not done that. Yeah, true. They sit down. Like uh, uh, which one of you said they can't organise a funeral to save themselves? They need to get the white ladies in. Yeah, there should Mm. be a white lady there. There's professionals for this. Why? Yeah. They can't have this conversation. There's a reason people don't have these conversations without that person in the room. Yeah, like we need we need some sort of celebrant. Where's Magda? Like we need. I actually did think they could have her back because she's like I was. I did the first gay wedding on prime time Australia. I'll come back and do the funeral. Ah. You know, I reckon she would have done it. So at one point when <laughs> so good when Paul's trying to shit can Krista again and and as just goes. Oh, Paul, who cares? <laughs> I think that's great. That's like, a great line. It's like literally who cares? There's a dead person that we love. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like this might be controversial, but I actually love Chelsea. Okay. No, I think tell me, Beck. Yeah. You justify it, Beck. No, I just I like her vibe. Like I, I like she's a bit go get him. Like she's doesn't quite know her place. Like she's happy to just, you know, be in charge of the flowers for the funeral of the person who she happened to be rooting their dad at the <laughs> moment they died in a hotel room. 
fine. That's a connection. For some reason, when she does it, I find it adorable. When Krista does it, I find it infuriating. What about when Tarage walks in on them having the meeting at the waterhole, Paul and Krista? She's like, uh, Paul, what's her name? Paul and Chelsea. She's like, oh, she's arranging things. Okay. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, just the, what, what word did she use? Just the. It was something like. Ad- pesky. pesky. Pesky details. Oh, yeah. And Teresa's like, for a funeral, pesky. And she goes, oh, you know, like I'm not writing the eulogy. I should hope not. Oh, my God. Oh. Teresa's like, I, she can't even control how annoyed she is in any level. Like Let's- Tony's there like, um. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, there are some pesky details of yeah. funerals. Like there's admin. Hmm. Yeah. And like God bless the people that can do that stuff and find joy in it. I also feel like Chelsea is so – she's got the biggest horn for Paul. <laughs> so I think she would actually be trying to do the job exceedingly well to, yeah, like, make yeah. him love her. I'm going to be a hot funeral planner. Yeah, like, look at me, hotly planning a funeral. <laughs> like, it wouldn't shock me if she just, like, walked in naked with some paper choices for the booklet. Like, she's going to do it properly mm. because a lady wants her man. And she does seem – pretty efficient like i I know that she's we're getting we're getting like the the loser sister vibe from remy dr mum but i think she she knows what she wants and she's Mm. willing to do what like you say paper choices that's right Mm. and she gets called out in the street by leo because you know leo is furious that paul's deferring to chelsea and paul just throws leo's poor face in it and he rips Chelsea to shreds in the street and just like, what are you doing interfering with this? Um, You know, your sister-in-law told me that you're gold digging on my dad and David wasn't into it. I'm not into it. Back off. Mm. Actually, that's where Chelsea had that cracker line where she goes, I can't believe the last thing David would have thought was that I was a terrible person. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't reckon that was on the list. <laughs> like if I, if you're dying, like I don't know, but I imagine you think about your family mm. or like, you don't think about some like slapper who turned up last week and was rooting your dad. Like, no. but bless you, Chelsea, for like having that much self confidence. Yeah, she's um. It's about. It's all about her. Mm. It's about her. And then now, Kara's angry at both her and Doctor Ma for causing a scene. You know, one moment in the Therese at the waterhole when mm. she's like, "How dare you!" want someone else because that's what that's what she's annoyed about it's you know when you've broken up with someone and they go on a date with anyone you don't care you're like what i'm i'm you're meant to pine after me forever yeah yeah is the deal paul notices this Mm. he looks at therese and he's like oh Oh, now i've got two reasons to root this woman yeah Mm -hmm. and he starts calling chelsea a godsend she's been so helpful Mm. like she has sat down for two minutes yeah and he's suddenly like oh couldn't get through this without you, Chelsea. What about that scene where she pr- prances home to um, the Varga Murphy house and she's got a smile on her face and they're like, what's, what are you, what's going on with you? She's like, just planning a funeral. Oh. Yeah, just doing some funeral, hot funeral. <laughs> so good. Um, now let's talk about this divorce file. Mm. Chelsea has small talk with Tarage, as you do after a close family friend has died and gets it out of her that Paul was quite generous in their divorce. Mm. I'd like you to take the reins back as a as a family lawyer. Okay. Is that what, is that what the professional terminology that is? Yeah. yeah. 
Toadie's not professional, but yeah. what can I say? Points I gave neighbours. Mm. When Chelsea snuck in and opened the file, the document was very accurate. The front page, they use the same font the family court uses. Times New Roman. Times New Roman because the olden days. Oh. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a train. Scared yeah, me. It's public transport often on this podcast. Um, now, the family court... Federal jurisdiction, I don't think, has a registry in Erinsborough. Did say the Erinsborough Family Court. That's where they let. <laughs> I feel like the tray's just punctuating my sentences now, which is kind of nice. Um, very realistic. Okay, that bit I was fine with. What I then we turned over. Now it looked like it was a page of the court document which it wouldn't have been, but I'm willing to suspend disbelief and think it was just sort of some page in Toadie's file, mm-hmm. which was a list of Paul's assets. And I feel like, CJ, this is what your eyes would have lit up. No, my eyes lit up at his middle name. Stuart. Yeah. <gasps> ah. I knew as soon as I saw that, I knew you would have an opinion, CJ. Because it is my husband's middle name. No. Stop it. And it's spelt the same way. Stop, Stop it. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. It's also my father-in-law's name. But that, anyway. That's thrilling. Wow. Yeah. Why do we think Paul's middle name is Stuart? There's got to be a reason in the law, in oh. the L-O-R-E. Kate would know. Yeah, where's Kate when we meet her? Yeah. Next week, next week. Can someone find out because I'm yeah. really interested because I feel like it's not a name of that I Well, that's your father-in-law's name though. Yeah. yeah. yeah I feel like demographically it's accurate, but what's the significance of yeah. Stuart? Yes, my TV crush is the same age as my father-in-law. <laughs> That's hot. Yeah. Um, but what's disappointing is we didn't get to see what the assets were. Yeah, and I thought about that because it's kind of like, remember with Billionaire Tim? Mm. It was just Billionaire Tim. We didn't know whether it was $50 billion. It's that classic showbiz like when someone's up for a big promotion or something and they have to write it down on a piece of paper and then they open it and go, oh, this much? Yeah. Because you don't want to date the show with inflation and you, yeah. it, currencies and how much is in pounds. It might seem different to dollars. and Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Okay. I, yes. And also like Paul's actually kind of like a struggling small business owner. So I can't imagine that he really has much. I don't – Paul doesn't strike me as a man with millions of dollars. And that's what someone says. I think it's the Barker Murphys say to Chelsea, have you seen how many divorces he's had? How much do you think he's got left? Yeah. I mean that too. But, like, what does he have? He owns the building, the hotel? Yeah. But he's got a lot of staff and he has to get – he has to roll his sleeves up and do, like, actual Correct. work in the hotel. So maybe he owns his house. Oh, with the penthouse, maybe he owns that. But then if he owns the whole building, like that building would be his major asset. I feel like it's like um, a Hugh Hefner situation where he doesn't own it and he has to pay rent on it. And do you have to buy, like if you're in the Lasseter's chain, do you have to buy it and then like you can buy Lasseter's Gold Coast and that's your house? Yeah, well, because if you're like hotels are often franchisees, right? But that doesn't mean you can just live there. No, well, and plus he's giving over however much he could make from the penthouse on, you know, the That's accounting true. conferences. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Just ill-thought-out bucks nights. And Chris has got the other room. Yeah. Like how many residents and hotel guests do they really have? But, it, like, he doesn't own a house anywhere else. 
he at one point owned Teresa's house and yeah. Power Road. Oh well, of course, oh, Power Road. Power Road. He just gave it to her. I just, I don't think Paul's that rich. No, no, no. So I don't know what Chelsea's hoping to get out of it, apart from a roll in the sack. I don't know what she's trying to glean from this file, Beck. I couldn't work that out either. I thought maybe she's trying to see if it's worth her while. I don't know. And and would his financial records be in there? Yeah, they would be. But okay. also they would probably be the records like before he just gave Therese Power Road. So, And, Beck, do you keep things digitally or do you just go to that paper file? Uh, these days, since COVID, we don't have anything in paper. Okay, yeah. But COVID didn't happen in Erinsborough. So. And I'm trying to think whether they got divorced pre or post COVID. But also, post. like, what? Like, I'm surprised Tony, Tony's got a filing cabinet, honestly. Like, I suspect the files would just be on the floor. And he had a little, <laughs> <laughs> he had a little one too. He had, like, a filing cabinet I've had in when I was at uni. I know. Like, yeah, I think my husband has two of them. <laughs> and also, like, they weren't chock a block. Like, how many no. cases is It was like family taking? law. <laughs> Also, just like go down the back. Also, of it. he doesn't have the files on the floor. He has to keep that clear for when he's rooting Melanie down there. Oh, yeah. that's true. Because you want to give the lady some space. Yeah. The uh, the only other thing on the docket for discussion is the safe word. <gasps> <laughs> I can't say it. Crock and bush. <laughs> and what does that mean? It's a profiterole tower. Oh, I mean, it, it must. Yeah, I'd one for my twenty first. It's a big pile of cream oh, puffs. That's really yeah. carbon dating you there, Beth. Isn't it just? Isn't it? That like, was a moment. They had a moment. That and like I tell you what. Yeah. Well, a few of my friends had a Yeah, had I tell you what. Yeah. 22 years ago was the year of the crocodile. Actually, Tony's the same age as me, so yeah. he probably had one at his 21st. Yeah. Do you reckon you guys did law school together? I reckon we would have. <laughs> I reckon we would have hung out, actually. At the pub, yeah. I probably would have got drunk and kissed him at like a law ball, oh. you know, like and just been like the next day, oh, shit, that's like. I mean, you both would have been into the radio. We would. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pirate net. The Uni FM. The literal translation of crock and bush is crunches in the mouth. Oh. oh. But they say this because they have a big, they have a spat, Toadie and Terage, mm. TNT, have a spat about the fact that they're each getting close to their exes. And I'm like, guys. It's it's written this way. You have this has to happen, correct? Because you're not staying together, and to- they're yelling, and Tony just goes, "Crock and bush, we need a safe word for our arguments." She's like, "Why is it so silly?" And he says, just "So we can laugh about it." I'm now imagining. Remember when Brad left Therese and he walked across the street mm-hmm. and just moved into Lauren's house? How are we going to have the move? What are they going to do? Maybe it'll be like. When um, Toady moved out of his house into Teresa's and people just carrying things across the street, but it will be a bit complicated because people will be going into like all different houses. I want Melanie to move into the Drink Stevens van and become a van lifer, van life vlogger. Oh, yes. They're never going to, Aaron's never going to let her repaint that thing. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, awkward though. Oh, so like you just go up to get your banana smoothie, and you're like, "Oh, who's that guy? Oh, he's dead. He fell off a cliff." Yeah, we can't paint over him. It'll make his beautiful husband sad. That's right. So pretty. He was wearing Lululemon this week. Who was Aaron? Of course he was. Do they do boy Lululemon? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got some. Yeah. Let's do inspirational messages on the inside of my Lululemon men's shirt. We need to do citizen or citizen. It's like a Libra tuck pad when you. It says have a run. No, it says go for a run and have a beer. That doesn't. That's very confusing messaging. I don't think it's inspirational to you. Okay, <laughs> but to the to the 
you know, their target audience. I would just go, I could skip to one the of these mans. steps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to the mans. The buy Lululemon. <laughs> the errands. Citizen or citizen of the week? Citizen. I don't even want to do a citizen for Paul. I want to load him into a cannon and fire him <laughs> off into the sun. <laughs> what a piece of shit telling your son that how to grieve over how he's grieving incorrectly of his twin brother. Fuck off, Paul. David didn't even like you and you're, and you're, you're carrying Eden guilt. Sort it out. Sort yourself out. I'm not here for you. Not Tarage is too good for you and Melanie, you're too good for Toadie. Sick of these shenanigans. Wow, that's a hard act to follow, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how. I'm actually giving, um, which might surprise you, but I'm giving joint citizens to Therese and Toadie because Good. I think they are being as bad as each other. Mm-hmm. You are both doing exactly the same thing and giving the other one attitude about it. Mm-hmm. So why don't we all, if you want to have your adult bloody crock and bush conversations, <laughs> just sort your shit and get out, but stop like getting mad at the other one for doing what you're doing. And if you're going to have illicit chats, borderline chats, just do it and lean just in. Just do it. Like, who there you go. CJ. I'm excited. I think one of them is going to have an affair and I can't wait. Um, so, I, yeah, no, I won't give him citizen for that. Um, <laughs> but I'm just going to give citizen to Carl for going to his hospital shift. <laughs> yeah, fair. Did care- I say citizen? I meant citizen. No, you said no. <laughs> Whoops. Physician, care for your own home first, mate. Yeah. And also, like, all of the people that I know that aren't coming to the funeral, I'll give them citizen <laughs> next yeah. week. Truth. Oh, well, it's been a bloody joy, Rebecca Dahl. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I won't leave it so long next time. Yeah, no, happy to have you. And it doesn't have to be legally fueled if, you know, weigh in on any. I can be fueled with anything if I need to be. <laughs> um, and Beck does chime in on Neighbours Council, our Facebook group. So come and have a chat there. And also your other online ventures, Cheeks Talking Footy. Cheeks Talking Footy. Be back. Footy's nearly back. Really? When does it come back? The 16th of March is footy. First round. No, it's not round one. It's opening round. Is that AFLM? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. The man's. Um, but oh, that's right. We're Joy. going to Geelong. Essendon are going oh. to Geelong. That's Toadie would be at that game. I was going to say, Toadie mm. would definitely be at that game because yeah, yeah. some Colac family would probably come up mm. for it. Mm. Um, it's country round. Yeah. yeah. Just look up Chicks Talking Footy on Joy. <laughs> Beck will be there. CJ. CJ the hot mess mom on TikTok and, and Instagram. But I need to do a shout out for Patreon because we're firing up yeah. a little mini podcast over there called Pod Squad Group Chat where CJ and Kate and I, and Beck can join in on this one. For sure. Um, we're going to do a little agony aunt <gasps> yes. situation where we answer people's questions and dilemmas and try and give them some insight and advice. Remember on uh, John, Fa- John Fain ABC, uh, people would um, – Write in their legal questions to the lawyer. I you don't imagine if we get like a divorce this. question. Oh, I've been on the ABC radio with um the guy that did the after John Fame. What's his name? He's on Letters Raff. and Numbers. Epstein? No. no oh, David um, Astle. David Astle. So I've done that. There you go. Salt of the earth. But man. this is not for that. No. No. This no. is more where I can give unsolicited opinions. Yeah. yeah. And you have to wait for Beck to come back on. Otherwise, you just cop me, CJ, and Kate. But yeah. I can't, Kate, I can't look, wait to hear how our legal advice. <laughs> We got three questions from Avery, beautiful Avery, our patron. And we have 65 patrons now or some of them are free members. Happy to have you. 
But I used to, back in the day, used to do a call out to get us over 100. And I said, if we get to 100 patrons, we'll do the pod every week. And I'd just like to remind you folks that we've been doing it every week, even though our members are under 100. So that's just a little gift. But um, you can join at Dr. Carl level or at Moneybags level. It's like $2 and $5, but it's like US dollars. So whatever, whatever that is. But And you can go in and out. Yeah, dip in, dip out. Even I'm a Dr. Carl. (laughs) (laughs) So Avery, and you can email us, neighbourspod at gmail.com, but to hear our responses, you've got to be on one of the paid tiers. Avery sent us three dilemmas in the hopes we'd choose one and Kate has already bagged talking about two of them. So we're going to talk talk about the other one. Okay. (laughs) So I just want to quote Kate for a minute. I'm not even going to read Avery's email, but Kate just sent a message going, just saw the email. I have opinions on both mayonnaise and leaf blowers to a lesser degree. <laughs> no. I think I have opinions on mayonnaise, so hopefully yeah. I'm there for that one. Yeah, and look, no problem is too small. That's our catch cry. So Avery's other issue is my boss is a mansplainer and mm. constantly interrupts me to mansplain. How do I tell him to rack off without it being a CLM, in brackets, career-limiting move? We will answer that in the Pod Squad group chat, patreon.com slash neighbourspod. And we appreciate your support. And we will chat to you lot next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, Britt. Melanie could easily take Eden out. She's being ridiculous. Eden's basically a corpse. Like, hit him. Don't blame me, blame Britt. I mean, did Eden not watch Home and Away when Shane died from a spleen infection? Like, mate, you're going to die. Don't try and hold up Melanie. For fuck's sake, people, watch your soap history. Don't blame me, blame Brett. You just know Toadie's worried Teresa's going to grief fuck Paul.